Through the Classroom Window is an opportunity for our families to get an insider's perspective of the opportunities, learning experiences and wellbeing initiatives their child has at CLC Stanhope. Join us as we explore a new focus each episode. Welcome to our first episode of Through the Classroom Window. Today we're talking about personalisation at CLC Stanhope and I'm here with Christina Lutzi. My name is Daniel Langford. Welcome, Christina. Thank you, Daniel. I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to share with our families what personalisation is all about. Uh, let's start with our Eagle program. Uh, I'd like to know what is it, um, how do we do it, and why is it important? So Eagle, our Eagle program stands for Engaging and Growing Learners Every Day, and it's an opportunity for us to identify our really strong learners who um, might not always have the opportunity to be stretched in their learning and um, group them together so that they have experiences where they can collaborate with other students who are like-minded um, and explore things that are beyond the curriculum. What I really like about the Eagle program is the idea of blurring these age lines that traditionally schools have defined students by. So no longer is a student 14 and in year nine, uh, now they have opportunities to reach beyond that year nine curriculum. And that allows us to really challenge that top end. Absolutely. And that, this is something that we've introduced from kindergarten all the way through to um, year 10. So in the primary school, it's predominantly in their literacy and numeracy. Um, and in the secondary, it's across every key, key learning area. But rather than hear it from us, Dan, perhaps we can ask Ella, one of our year nine students who is in our Eagle program. Hey, Ella. Are you able to talk to us a little bit about the Eagle program and um, what you like about it? Well, at the moment, I'm participating in a couple of Eagle classes in English, religion and science and what it means is that I can really challenge myself because the work that I do at a normal year nine level sometimes I don't feel challenged enough and like I'm not working to my full potential and this gives me an option to really push myself but at the same time doesn't put too much pressure on other people in the grade. And Ella can you talk to me a little bit before about um, English and how you had that huge improvement and, and what that felt like. Could you tell the parents at home that experience? Well, at the moment, I'm not even doing eagles in English. My teacher, Mr. Pender, he's calling it Wolfpack. And what we're doing is we're sort of working at a year 10 or year 11 level. And last term, we were studying dystopia. And we had to write this massive essay on it. And Miss Lutzi came in and gave us a masterclass on how to write it properly. And the first mark I got back, I barely passed. But then the second time, when I resubmitted it, I got an A on it. And I was really proud of myself. Absolutely, that's some huge growth and something to be really proud of. Yeah. So do you think the Eagle program is um, something that is important that we should have in our school? I think it's really beneficial, especially for students who might otherwise find that their classes are too basic for them. And it also gives everyone an opportunity to work at their own level. I know a lot of people in my friends in the younger in, not the younger, in the lower classes, they're finding it really good because they're like, hey, can you help me with this? And then I can go to them and ask them for feedback as well. So we bounce back and forth, but we have one particular level we work at. Thanks so much, Ella. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. But what about the other spectrum uh, of learners? Um, maybe the rest of the cohort and particularly those students uh, with diverse needs. Uh, how are we catering to every student and really sending home this message of personalisation? One of the things we're really keen on at Stanhope is using data to inform our practice. So knowing where students are in their learning um, and how we can move them to the next point. We also really value students not learning anything they already know how to do. So through these two tools of knowing the learner and using the data, we're able to have grouped um, 
small group instruction for students who are finding concepts challenging. We um, have diverse learning teachers in amongst every grade who work alongside our teachers to collaborate and meet the learning needs of those students. This is a really good opportunity uh, to maybe talk about some of the personalisation that's happening in our subjects, um, maybe with play-based learning in the primary school, genius hour in the upper primary and self-directed learning in the high school. Christina, how are these opportunities giving our kids personalisation in their learning experiences? So we know students learn best when learning is contextual and that they're able to transfer the things that they're learning in their literacy block, their numeracy block, into real life. So that starts um, in the lower primary school through play-based. So, for example, in the literacy block, students might be um, playing um, in a small shop setting where they're looking at um, sharing, you know, spending money and buying and selling products and they're applying the skills that they've learnt in their literacy and their numeracy uh, into this real-life context. Um, that then graduates right up into um, the upper primary through Genius Hour where students are allowed to explore an area of passion. Um, they, they learn research skills, they learn presentation skills mm-hmm. and they get to use all their literacy, numeracy, geography, history in a new way and follow what they're passionate about. In the high school, um, in self-directed learning in year 9 and 10, we have taken this to a whole other level uh, where students are allowed to run their own clubs. They are allowed to apply for passes to operate in the school um, freely to uh, as a result of their you know commitment to their studies. So, for example, some of the programs running in... Yeah, tell me about the programs. So, we've got an ASX club who are looking at buying and selling shares. What does that mean? How do they do it? Um, we've got a CLC Media who are um, running the recording studio. So they're doing the podcast. Students can apply to record an album, CD, anything that they possibly could use the recording studio for. We've got kids designing their own ping pong bats. So at break times they can, you know, play with that. Table tennis. Yeah. Um, There's kids in, you know, riding clubs. Um, There's an ethics Olympiad happening. So there's lots of projects coming through um, that students are identifying is their passion. They want to use the skills they've learned in their subjects in this really exciting self-driven environment. Yeah and what I'm noticing as well is it's increasing that connectedness. Um, These students you know they're they're increasingly uh, more engaged with the school and the school community because we're providing opportunities that other places can't. Absolutely. Particularly with these clubs. And um, it's really um, blurring the lines of, you know, a year group. You know, CLC Media is a collection of students from year 11 through to year 7 and 8. So, um, and then you've got your drama club after school. You've got your rock band, your jazz band. You know, Mm. the the opportunities for our kids are endless. And whatever they can imagine, if we can run it, we will. Now, Christina, if parents are interested in this and they want to find out more, um, the whole point of this concept is to throw open the doors and invite parents in. How can they physically see um, what we're doing, particularly in uh, self-directed learning and other initiatives? How do we throw open those doors and let them in? One of the big issues we've taken on this term is to use our Instagram and Facebook stories. So every day, um, staff members go on learning rounds. So Daniel... You've been on many with me and taken me on many. Mm-hmm. And we walk around and look at what's happening in the classroom. So I've taken the opportunity to take a snapshot of the day. So if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you'll be able to have a live version of that each day. Pretty yeah, exciting. It's brilliant. And it's working. We're getting a lot of traction. And continuing the personalisation theme of uh, today's podcast, uh, I really want to take the opportunity to explore some of the pathways we offer. We have talked about it in the past, but this is a really exciting part of our school. We're offering opportunities that other places can't um, really commit to. Um, Christina, what pathway options do we have for kids? So from year nine uh, in the curriculum, students are offered the opportunity to accelerate in their learning. 
Um, so what this means is that they can undertake a HSC subject um, once they're in year nine. So the, the options that they have are vet business services, vet construction, vet financial services, vet hospitality, um, and accelerated maths, and accelerated English is also on offer. So students can select one of those subjects and they study them in year nine and year 10. Um, in year 10, we also accelerate students in studies of religion, which yeah. means that a student could sit a HSC subject in year 10, they could sit a HSC subject in year 11, and then they could finish their HSC in year 12. What are the benefits of that? One is once a student's in year 11, once they've completed a subject, they have more room in their timetable. So they have more time for study. They might have more room if they want to do a major work and a project. They've got time at school to use the facilities that we have um, to work on those things. Uh, or they could alternatively go to work or further study. One of our year 11 students currently is studying their Cert 3 in fitness and leaves the college on a Wednesday um, to study at a local college. So the students have time to follow their pursuits and passions and blur those lines between when they've started their career and when they've finished school. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, and we also have students studying at university. Tell Abs- us about that. Absolutely. So from uh, year nine, I think our youngest student is, our students can enrol through Macquarie University Gifted and Talented Program or through Open, open Universities. So what this means is the students um, enrol in the university subject they use their time at school in their free periods to complete the assessment tasks and the coursework. And if the student achieves a pass minimum in four subjects, they get early entry in, or they get a guaranteed entry into that university. Mm. And if they get a credit in two, yep. they get guaranteed entry. So for a number of our students, they already have a place at Macquarie University before even starting their HSC. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Now, Talking to parents, and I've had many a conversation about this, there is a concern that can these accelerated students um, access the curriculum? Are they good enough? And I constantly find myself answering this question. We've had some brilliant results. Christina, can you tell me about it? Absolutely. I'll start with one of our students who studied business services last year, HSC course. Yep. And in our predictive data, he was supposed to get 61. Mm-hmm. He achieved a 92. Came so third six. in the course. Band six. Top, top mark. In our accelerated maths group, the last our first cross through last year, the every single student bar one had growth, and that student who didn't have growth actually still achieved a E four, and they uh, also beat the top mark. also the top mark, and they beat our year twelve students who were doing mathematics and mathematics extension one. And repeatedly over the last few years, we've had students who get band sixes in year 10 and year 11 in those courses and often surpass the results of their year 12 counterparts. And it's not because those students are smarter than our year 12 students. They just have more time to invest. And they focus on the one subject and that buys them time at the end of it. So that's why they're seeing the success, right? Absolutely. And they have a training ground. They learn the ropes of a single subject. What does it mean to study? What does it mean to collaborate? What does it mean to take notes? What does it mean to fail? What does it mean to succeed in a safe place? They're not doing it with six subjects. They're doing it with one. Yeah. Uh, and if students choose not to keep their mark, they can pick an additional subject. So there's no disadvantage to starting. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but don't just take it from us. Uh, let's hear from some students. Kiana uh, has a really interesting story to tell and so does Ibby. Kiana, can you tell us what subjects that you are accelerating in? So currently I'm doing Vet Financial Services and SOR1. And Kiana, can you tell me um, what's the workload like for those subjects? Um, Considering they're accelerated subjects for Year 11 and 12, it can be a lot of work, but currently I'm keeping a schedule to prioritise my tasks and set different timeframes each task to try and get everything done. 
And would you recommend doing an accelerated subject to a peer who was considering doing it? Yes, definitely. What do you think are some of the benefits of doing that? Um, well, it essentially sets you up for your future. So for finance, you get two units of your HSC done and for SOL, you get one unit done. So that not only you have more time in year 11 and 12, you also get kind of an insight of how the HSC works and all that type of stuff. And Kiana, because um, this is very impressive, I think you should share it. Can you tell um, everyone listening at home what you're currently doing with the university? So I was accepted to do the Macquarie University Critical Thinking course and um, a f- me and one other year 10 and a few other year 11s and 12s are currently doing it. And so what does that mean uh, with doing the university in school? What would be the benefit of doing that? So um, if I maintain a 75% or higher, I actually get guaranteed entry to the university when I graduate. So um, essentially by doing finance, SOR, I'll have those units done from HSC and then also have guaranteed entry when I graduate. So it sets me up for the future. Congratulations, Kiana. We're super proud of you. Thank you. So welcome, Ibi. Um, could you please talk to the parents at home about what you're doing with um, your university in schools and your results so far? So I'm working with Macquarie University. I'm trying to get entry into Macquarie with not using my ATAR mm-hmm. and I'm doing humanities and business and work ethics. I've completed humanities and I achieved the necessary marks. The credit? credit. Be proud. And I'm trying to achieve the same for the business and work ethics. Fantastic. And what do you want to do when you leave school? Um, I'm looking towards planning and project management, that side of things. And why is this Macquarie Uni, so imp- uh, you doing it at school, so important for you in getting to that career path? Because um, if it was based on my ATAR, I don't think I would have achieved university at all. But this program helped me like, get uni into my mindset. Like, I, didn't think, I didn't even think about uni before this, but it helped me a lot. Uh, we're really proud of how you've been going so far and we look forward to meeting the project manager uh, when he finishes his degree. Thank you, miss. Thanks, Ibi. So the underlying thing that's really allowing us to do a lot of this personalisation is the coaching, is the well-being that's kind of backing it in. Uh, we've invested a huge amount of time in coaching. Christina, can you tell us a little bit more around how we do coaching, uh, why we do coaching and what it looks like for a student that attends our school? Well, we know that when we have a goal and something to look forward to and work towards that we're far more likely to be successful than if we are kind of aimlessly moving through time. And for adolescents, it can often be hard to know what that goal is or how to progress towards it. So the coaching is an opportunity for a student to sit with their coach, uh, you know, up to three times a term, set a goal and give tangible steps towards that goal. What does it mean? What does it look like when you are successful, what rewards will you give yourself as a result of that success? And having that accountability um, with another adult is something that's really important for kids. And um, every single person in the school stops on a Wednesday to coach, including Dr. Webster. And we have these amazing conversations with these students about where do they want to go and how they're going to get there. And um, they really seek those connections. Um, and they have this other person that's not their teacher, that's not their parent or their friend, Mm. who they can confide in and talk to about what their aspirations are. Yeah, and the coach is also linked in with attendance data, with performance data, student achievement and things like that. So they get the whole picture and they really get – that relationship is key. They really get to know those kids and that's going to follow through year to year. So the student's coach from year eight will be their coach in year nine, will be their coach in year ten. That relationship is going to be really crucial in that whole process. Absolutely. And students will often say, you know, my goal is to get – high mark in maths what does that mean and a good coach says you know what 
if you're talking about learning behaviours, are they things that we can talk about across your subjects? Yeah. You know, and this is why we're really excited about the change to student-led conferences where students are sitting with their coach talking through their subjects. What are the common things that I'm struggling with? How am I working towards them? How am I improving? Where's my growth? And that coach understands that student holistically and can see the strengths and weaknesses and help them. You know, why are you successful in English and not in maths? Let's talk about that. Yeah, and that, that conversation is really different. That's changed a lot since you and I went to school where, you know, it was parent-teacher night. You'd go there and you're talking to each subject teacher around conversations that if they were really important, they would have already happened over the phone or they should have already happened over the phone. So here what it's doing is taking um, that, that focus away and putting it back on the student, asking them to take ownership of their learning um, and, and really asking them to reflect on where they are, what are their next steps, what interventions are they pursuing. Uh, I see huge value in that. And these goals don't always have to, you know, necessarily be academic. They can be around a wellbeing goal. They might be a goal about achievement outside of school. It might be about, you know, early entry to university. The, the scope of it is not around learning. It's about how do we allow our young people to be better as a result of our conversations. And that is the most powerful thing that we have to offer, I think. Yeah, the student feedback's been really positive around this as well. Um, we're getting a lot of engagement. Students are really loving it. Absolutely. And I am too. I really look forward to my coaching on Wednesdays. I'm really glad we had the opportunity to come in and have this conversation. Christina, thanks for joining me. Um, I'm wondering what parents think of this new new platform that we're operating with. Uh, obviously, a lot of them couldn't join us on the live view. Um, this is something we hope that parents can engage with at home, uh, maybe throw it in the car. Uh, and we're really interested to get some feedback on what, we, what they think we should do in the future. Absolutely. So if there is something you really want to hear us talk about, please comment on the live Instagram feed. This is of me talking right now. And pot in anything you want us to talk about and Dan and I will use that for our next episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bye-bye. guys.